Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment with highly anticipated new releases. The time is now more than ever to embrace the breathtaking, sinister, and shocking tales that can enthrall you, especially with brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped, like Amy Tintera's Listen for the Lie. With exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors, captivating sound design, and dynamic performances, Audible brings these stories to life like never before. And as a member, you can choose one title a month to keep from their entire catalog. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Good reviews for potential virus drugs. Remdesivir has a clear-cut, significant, positive effect. Federal distancing guidelines to expire. Everybody's anxiously waiting to get out of their homes. Not allowed off a cruise ship. We're just stuck here like a prison. Good morning. I'm Steve Kathan in northern New Jersey with the CBS World News Roundup. It's a ray of hope in what's been a dark and deadly battle. The drug remdesivir shows signs of promise in early testing on coronavirus patients. Here's CBS's Ben Tracy. Dr. Anthony Fauci calls the drug remdesivir the new standard of care after a clinical trial showed it can block coronavirus. Hospitalized patients who took the drug recovered in 11 days, compared to 15 for those given a placebo, a 31% improvement. Although a 31% improvement doesn't seem like a knockout 100%. It is a very important proof of concept. But the drug, made by California-based Gilead Sciences, had a very small impact on the death rate, and the study still needs to be reviewed. As more people, more companies get involved, it's going to get better and better. The drug is not yet approved, but the president wants the FDA to do so as soon as possible. We would like to see very quick approvals especially with things at work. Florida is the latest state to take new steps to reopen. Governor Ron DeSantis giving retail stores and restaurants the green light to open Monday if local laws allow it. What we're going to do is allow outdoor seating with social distancing, so you need to have at least six feet apart. And then indoors, they can do 25% capacity. Excluded for now is South Florida, where there are more virus cases and the population is dense. California's Governor Gavin Newsom has taken new action to enforce social distancing. He's closing state beaches. The move is largely a response to what took place last weekend here in Southern California when thousands went to area beaches. Newsom clearly was not pleased. We can't see the images like we saw, particularly on Saturday in Newport Beach and elsewhere. The order takes effect tomorrow. All state parks will also be closed. Steve Futterman, CBS News, Los Angeles. Federal social distancing guidelines expire tonight, and as CBS's Stephen Portnoy tells us, there's no appetite to extend them. The president hosted executives eager to see the country reopen, including the CEO of Hilton Hotels. What we're hearing from our customers is that they're desperate 
to get back out. Mr. Trump seems desperate to leave the White House, too. He's only been out of the building once since early March. He says he'll travel to Arizona next week, possibly Ohio after that. We're going to start to move around, and hopefully in the not-too-distant future, we'll have some massive rallies and people will be sitting next to each other. That, he says, would depend on the conditions in a given state. Stephen Portnoy, CBS News, Washington. There have been so many heartbreaking stories from the hospital front lines in this pandemic. CBS's David Begno tells us about 56-year-old Pamela Orlando. The nurse from New Jersey worked three jobs. She was a breast cancer survivor and a single mom to 16-year-old Ryan and 23-year-old Reed. I begged my mother to not go to work, but that's not who my mom was. From home, she started to document what would be the end of her life. Today I have a fever that I can't get rid of. By day three, she was hospitalized where she works. Oh my God, this is no joke. I am so uncomfortable. On the fifth day. I feel horrible. <coughs> later in the day, she was struggling just to talk. Move without being short of breath. Pamela posted five more videos, but she didn't speak. She was trying to log every day of the sickness to show the masses or whoever would watch it how this deathly virus can progress. A bad smell in Brooklyn was the first sign of trouble. New York City police called to the scene of a funeral home overwhelmed by coronavirus victims found four rented trucks containing about 50 bodies. The home was cited by police, and later they brought in a refrigerated truck. Well, the coronavirus has left the $50 billion-a-year cruise industry adrift. Ships are going nowhere for the next three months. Also left stranded at least nine American crew members aboard the Oosterdam, who were blocked by the CDC from getting off the ship this week in L.A. because of strict quarantine rules. Dan Dominich is a crewman on another ship with the same problem. We're on a ship with 1,300 other crew members from 60 different nationalities, and our nation is the one that's not letting us back into the country, and that's embarrassing. The State Department says it's working to resolve the situation. There's been an arrest in Washington, D.C. after someone with an assault rifle opened fire outside the Cuban embassy overnight. No one was hurt. Georgia, which has been leading the way in reopening its economy, is suspending road tests for driver's license applicants because of the coronavirus. People can still get a license without getting behind the wheel in an online process. Overseas, correspondent Elizabeth Palmer says there's controversy over Israel's effort to track virus victims. It's run by the country's intelligence agency. When someone tests positive, Shin Bet analyzes phone data to see where they've been and who they got close to. Take Leora Shokin. Her partner was in quarantine with COVID. She decided to visit and stood in the street chatting from a safe distance with her partner on the balcony. But Shin Bet was tracking their phones and judged they were too close. Leora suddenly got a text ordering her into quarantine. I never agreed with the concept of this type of surveillance. Many Israelis were stunned to realize they were under surveillance and feel Big Brother has gone too far. Well, it's quite a 100th birthday for a British World War II vet who has raised tens of millions for the virus fight. Here's CBS's Vicki Barker. It's hard to believe Captain Tom Moore began this month in obscurity after his fundraising goal of walking 100 laps in his backyard before his 100th birthday went viral. There he is. That 100th lap was on live television here. When you walk through a storm, hold your head. He recorded a hit single and became the oldest Brit to top the charts, unseating 79-year-old Tom Jones. If I was going to lose to anybody, it's an honor to have lost to you. 
Prince William and Kate's birthday card among the one and a quarter million he's received so far. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. A legendary actor who likes to fly high has had another rough ride. It's more proof Harrison Ford may want to stick to acting. Han Solo. I'm Captain Millennium Falcon. Officials say he was piloting a two-seat Aviat Husky at Hawthorne Airport near L.A. that wrongly crossed a runway where another plane was landing a half a mile away. His publicist says the 77-year-old misheard an instruction from air traffic control and immediately apologized. No one was injured. Ford has had several close calls over the past few years. Deborah Rodriguez. CBS News. Major League Baseball has canceled its Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which was set for late July. The honorees will be part of next year's event. And The Athletic reports the NBA is considering resuming its season at Florida's Disney World, which has several basketball courts and enough room to house players. That's the World News Roundup. I'm Steve Kathan, CBS News. For more than two centuries, the White House has been the stage for some of the most dramatic scenes in American history. Inspired by the hit podcast American History Tellers, Wondery and William Morrow present the new book, The Hidden History of the White House. Each chapter will bring you inside the fierce power struggles, the world-altering decisions, and shocking scandals that have shaped our nation. You'll be there when the very foundations of the White House are laid in 1792, and you'll watch as the British burn it down in 1814. Then you'll hear the intimate conversations between FDR and Winston Churchill as they make plans to defeat Nazi forces in 1941. And you'll be in the Situation Room when President Barack Obama approves the raid to bring down the most infamous terrorist in American history. Order The Hidden History of the White House now in hardcover or digital edition wherever you get your books. John Stewart here. Unbelievably exciting news. My new podcast, The Weekly Show. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, economics, ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. Listen to The Weekly Show with John Stewart wherever you get your podcasts. Nancy's love story could have been ripped right out of the pages of one of her own novels. She was a romance mystery writer who happens to be married to a chef. But this story didn't end with a happily ever after. When I stepped into the kitchen, I could see that Chef Brophy was on the ground, and I heard somebody say, call 911. As writers, we'd written our share of murder mysteries. So when suspicion turned to Dan's wife, Nancy, we weren't that surprised. The first person they look at would be the spouse. We understand that's usually the way they do it. But we began to wonder, had Nancy gotten so wrapped up in her own novels... There are murders in all of the books. ...that she was playing them out in real life? You can listen to Happily Never After, Dan and Nancy, early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts.